you know, like I remember even being in Derry at about 14 years old, being like, um, I'll probably leave Derry when I'm 15 or 16 and go to Hollyoaks. And then after that, I'll maybe have a think about, like, I'll go to LA. This is what, what I thought in my head. And everything I did academically was almost just like for the crack. So I was like, I'll just do, I'll just do that anyway. You know, I didn't mean yeah. any of it. You're like, they'll tie me over for, for a wee while before LA calls, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, whilst waiting, where are those guys? Any minute now, I'm going to be discovered. I'm just sitting here with my shit alone for a while. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host, Connor Finn, and on this week's episode, I was lucky enough to sit down for a chat with the ridiculously talented Diona Doherty. Now, Diona is an actor, writer, comedian, and all-around hilarious human, most notable for her roles in various hit series such as Give Me Headpiece, Soft Border Patrol, and of course, Dairy Girls. We chatted about Diona's whirlwind journey into acting and performing, the art of bullshitting your way into some of the best situations, and how she's been dodging neighbours during lockdown. Diona was such a hilarious, fascinating guest to have on the show, and I'm so excited to see where she goes from here. So, without further ado, please enjoy the latest episode of Finterviews with special guest Diona Doherty. Well, welcome to the latest episode of Finterviews. Uh, Diona Doherty, how's it going? I'm all good, how are you? Not doing too bad yourself. And tell us, Diona, if people don't know who you are, where you're from, what you're doing with yourself, let's educate them a wee bit. Have they been living under a rock? (laughs) (laughs) The audacity of it all. Yeah, do you want to just kind of explain a little bit kind of what you do? Because I have like notes of all the things that you've done. And I think it's so eclectic that... I kind of have to give it to you. It's such a repertoire. So I'll give it to you to explain. Well, I I, I am an actor first and foremost before anything else. And and then I'm also a stand-up comedian and a writer, which are two sort of newer strands to my career path this past sort of two or three years. Um, But um, yeah, acting has always been my passion. Mostly comedy acting, um, TV and theatre. But yeah, a bit of drama as well. And uh, born and bred dairy, dairy product as well. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, so from Derry, uh, raised in Derry, left Derry when I was 18, despite having still such a strong Derry accent. Can't do subtitles in a podcast, which I've heard people before. I've been on podcasts and I've seen comments below going, I can't understand a word she's saying because um, I'm still so Derry. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how's it been going anyways? How's uh, everything been for yourself during the whole lockdown? Not to get like too deep in there, but um. You've been, you've been doing well. You seem to have been like, you know quite busy. Like... Been, yeah, like it's not... At, at the start, it was like such a shock to the system because obviously theatres closed just quite dramatically and um, all productions that I was expecting to come up had all stopped. So it felt like shit, things are not going to pick up again. And mm. also I knew that we would be the last... Like the entertainment industry would be the last people to recover from it. Um, but I feel lucky that I, as I was saying, have other things that I do like I do lots of voiceovers and radio work and writing which has kept me going completely you know I've been writing I have had a few um commissions for plays and a short mm-hmm. film for the BBC that I have been able to shit, keep me thoughts. sort of paid <laughs> and been able to write yeah during um lockdown and loads of radio stuff which has been great some I've been able to do from home but then more recently we're actually able to get back into the BBC in the studios and record from there too so 
it hasn't been that awful. More just bored out of my brains, just <laughs> staring at my own four walls. There's nothing left to do in the garden. Everything's been cleaned <laughs> twice. <clears throat> There's nothing else to do. Yeah. So I've I've written everything I can think of writing. So you, you, you've already ready. you've already fallen out with the neighbours. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? You've done your deeds oh. for your summer, like. <laughs> Actually, our street, like the street I live in, everyone has become like the fucking Brady Bunch. Everyone's mad about each other. <laughs> like oh, everyone God. is. Everyone's like out, like do you know where you see everyone online doing their wee bingo nights and stuff I... in the streets now. <laughs> That's like my street is one of those, and I can tell you now, I do not partake. <laughs> like. <laughs> One I'm so night. glad somebody's finally said it. They're like, I, I'm actually all right. I <laughs> yeah, I like went out one time and joined in and we all did bingo because my brother-in-law lives two, door, two doors down and he's Aye. like the fucking chairperson for the street or something. He gets everybody <laughs> out, you know. And we went out, me and my husband went out one night and joined them and had bingo and I just ended up getting quite drunk. And then I was like, oh, you know, you get the fear then. I said, oh, I can't go back out there anymore. So no, I like, really quickly put my buns out and stuff and just try and... <laughs> <laughs> I, I know when they were doing the like clap for the NHS or for a while like we're out in the country ourselves like mum and dad they're both like nurses just recently retired as well so it's come around eight right. o'clock and they're going like the fuck are you walking outside to clap for ourselves I can piss off <laughs> like like yeah. yeah give us a fucking raise like do you know what I mean I like, like I think they started actually planting What's more trees planting more trees around the house because they're like oh we like our privacy <laughs> <It's> like, yeah <laughs> they really went for lockdown but, um, it can it, make or break your relationships with the neighbours, can't it? <laughs> it? really can. That's it. But here, anyway, digress. So first and foremost, you're saying you're an actor. Um, you're doing all these other things, you know, between writing, comedy, the rest of it. But when did you first discover your passion for, I think, the broadest terms, kind of performing and entertainment? Was it yes. something that you always kind of gravitated towards? Or was there kind of another trajectory that you thought that you're going to go up because I thought I was going to be a teacher for ages. Worked with children once summer camp. Found out really can't deal with them in the slightest. I mean, I was doing arts and crafts. I was doing like a week of it, like arts and crafts. I'm not artsy or anything like that as well. The youngest one was three. The oldest one was 15. I was 16 at the time trying to like be any Uh, kind of... 15-year-old what to do. Oh, and then I discovered, I was like, this isn't for me. So, um... So here I am now, just like uh, talk to people from a distance in my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. But here you're better off doing exactly what it is that you sort of or even like, you know, you you sort of find your way through a twisted path. Don't you sort of doing one thing and it leads to another and leads to another. You know, like I never, ever thought that I would do stand up comedy and I never thought I'd be able to write. Like I only actually started writing about a year ago and I've had so much work commissioned in the past year that I'm like, why didn't I start this earlier? This is a whole new income. <laughs> you know, but I suppose it just takes a bit of time and a bit of confidence. Um, I think I knew I always wanted to be a performer, but you know when you grow up and you're like too scundered to say? Oh, like, yeah. As soon as like, sure, you know, you're like, oh, there was one like, like fucking the theatre kids over in the corner and you're yeah. being like, oh, no, shut up. Like you don't want to be related with it. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? You're yeah. like, I want to do it, but not what you guys are doing. I want to do like actual like cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. And do you know whenever, as soon as you, you feel like too, as soon as you go, oh, 
I want to be an actor that you're going to be met with people being like so you think you're a class at acting then and you're like no no I'm shy like so you don't you don't necessarily want to say it so I think growing up like I I always wanted to perform I was always in the school shows but never the lead barely a supporting lead barely a line like I I bastards number nine in West Side Story I don't think I had a single line I think I just fucking clicked my fingers I was like a, a nun in the chorus of um, The Sound of Music that I think Nadine Coyle was on it at the same time as well because she was like a couple of years above me in school. I think she was one of the sisters like or one of the Ron Trapp, I think. Oh, she and did I, it. She had a part like at least. Yeah, she just did. a fucking in a habit just clicking my fingers again <laughs> <laughs> but you know what um, they say the course is the most important part of oh, that shit like do you know what I mean you're like shit. you're like why is nobody paying me <laughs> um, yeah so I, I think I always wanted to do that it was always doing like faces and bits and pieces and, and I did however um I was very academic as well so I was like although I I just I always did very well in school I found learning quite easy which helps I suppose as being an actor and a comedian because you have to learn so much dialogue all the time um so I found learning quite easily I don't know if I understood it I'm just really good at regurgitating it um which I suppose is the same as acting exactly yeah I don't know what I'm saying I'm just saying things like don't understand a word that's going on but um it's it's coming out the other way like do you know what I mean like yeah I'm just saying lines aren't I um and then my it was actually my dad I talked I was gonna to apply to do law um because Frig. All right, that's you know, a that's a I, bit of a I, staunch turn. Because <laughs> I'd gotten like all A stars and my GCSEs and all A's oh. and A levels and it, I know and Congrats. And, Jesus. And, <laughs> I mean it was a long time ago. Um <laughs> But it was actually, you couldn't get A-stars then for your A-levels. They, were, they didn't exist. I think they exist now, don't they? I Yeah, they exist now because sure, I don't even know what they're doing anymore, to be honest. Like, the, they didn't even run the A-levels this year. I think it's just, they're chucking everybody anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> just have have a degree. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's what they did but for I really me anyways. <laughs> I really, oh, did, did you just give you a degree? What's your degree in? Oh, um, <laughs> media and production, a big UUC, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was... Well, mine's in drama, which is fucking pointless. Oh, mine equally, like, you know, that you come out of it and they go like, yeah, what experience do you have? You're like, well, the last three years have been study and then they're going, and what? And you're going, yeah, yeah. well, it costs quite a lot to do that. So um, you don't find a lot of time to just pick up, like, work straight in the industry. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Even, like, doing drama, like, I did drama Queens and, like, and... I'm sure other people love it, but I thought it was a shit course. Like, I just thought there was no, I didn't get any, there's no performance. Like, it was, oh, it was all shit. pure theory. Well, I I think there might have been some performance, but I don't remember doing any of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know what I think that's everybody. Like, you go into this course, you're kind of thinking, oh, this is going to be, you know, I'm really interested. At, and do you know what? Like, if, like, if it's close enough to home, you're like, sweet, save you a couple of grand. Yeah. And then, like, I've came out of mine, I'm like, I honestly can't remember. Like, I remember writing essays, but like, you think that you're going to be like doing loads of like, you know, really practical stuff. You're like, I'm finding folks in something I want to do. Yeah. And then sure enough, you're like, oh no, like you're still complaining about like, fuck, I have to do this. Like, but um, yeah, Frig, you know what? And I think <laughs> I was like living in a movie in my head thinking that I would go to like university and it would be like something out of an American teen movie. <laughs> and it would be like all these societies and all these things. And I wasn't involved in fucking anything. 
Yeah, I yeah. I don't even know if I have a friend from uni. My <laughs> friends are still my friends from childhood. Yeah, I just pricked up. Yeah, good drinking habit. Like, I know, I, I know my limits. That's about it now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. An overdraft that everyone still has. Oh, friggin' it. <laughs> but um, you were saying you're um going to be going towards law, like before yeah, so all I this. Was like, so that's what I was being pushed towards in school because I was, I was academic but not sciency. So mm-hmm. I the obvious the obvious choices. Everyone, everyone is academic. It's like, are you sciency or not? And if you're sciency, you should be doing medicine. And if you're not, you should do law. Mm-hmm. And I also think my teachers was like, she's she likes to argue. So I thought that's <laughs> that's what I would do. But it was actually my dad. I talked me out of it like when I was eighteen, and he was like, you think it's going to be like legally blonde, and you'll be in like a pencil skirt every day, be a briefcase and a wee dog, and it's going to be like you know dead cool and I genuinely thought that's what it was going to be like and I think I was just seeing money signs and I thought oh that'd be great money and and it was and like which is so mad because every like very rarely do you get a father's telling a daughter no go study drama and not law you I know, know. He was Jesus. Like, you want to be an actor. He's like, you want to perform. You should be performing. Don't do something that's going to make you miserable. And if you enjoy it and are able to make a living out of it, that'll be enough. And I was like, yeah, that was great advice. Although he set me up for a lifetime of rejections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about so. to say, like, that's unreal. Like, even your dad, like, because you never hear that. Sure, I remember from mine. That's why I chose my, like, kind of went down media route because I was going, like, I would have done a bit, like, theatre and stuff like that and then I remember seeing other ones trying to pursue it and I was going well I know I'm not fucking ta- as talented as other people so I wonder if I could like do something like that's a bit like you know broader then there's maybe a bit of a yeah. gap in it but sure like it's happy days since like you know I think once yeah. you have a path for something you follow it and you're if you, you wind up somewhere like do you know what I mean that's it and nobody ends up doing most people don't end up doing a job in the you know oh, no what they studied and I also regret even going to uni because I didn't learn anything from it. And I hate saying that, but I didn't. I, like, there was, I have no benefit from going to university whatsoever. Only death. Like, I got my first acting job. It had nothing to do with being in uni or any contacts or any help I got there. Like, nothing. Um, I just felt like I could have... The only reason I went, I went to Belfast to go to Queen's because I was living in Derry and I had a boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I'll just go an hour and a half down the road. There's no point in going the whole way to England because I have a boyfriend. And then that's what I did. And then sure, like, I split up with him about six weeks later. I was like, what am I doing? What a guy from Derry, whatever, I'm in Belfast. Living oh, my God, like... So, like, I don't know, I know why I even... I don't even know why I even went. But then, to, in saying that there, I always would advise anybody to, like try and extend the amount of time that they don't have to be an adult yet for and going to uni allows you to do that oh I feel like I'm literally only fresh out of like whatever uni world like about a year now and I just remember thinking being like I same as yourself where I'm kind of like you know what I feel like didn't really learn anything in the course like I felt like it was kind of Mickey Mouse one to be honest like and um but like you come out of the real world and you're like oh for frig's sake you're like I was literally getting away you know partying all the time like living your life and then for some reason yeah. I was pure gunning to be like no I need to get straight to work this is like a waste of my time and then you realize once you're in the world of work you're like that's the rest of your life that's it do you know what I mean and then you're mm-hmm. like Jesus why is nobody like I was like why didn't I do an Erasmus year like I feel like a dickhead now but I know sure, but then sure do you know what I mean it's kind of feel like there's probably always a reason for like getting into wee things and stuff I mean we wouldn't be talking today who knows like <laughs> this is it <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is peak, like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was even at uni going. I know this is not 
useful to me, but I'm just biding my time because I, th- I was like, any minute now I'm going to be discovered. I'm just sitting here with my shit alone for a while. <laughs> and, you know, like I remember even being in Derry at about 14 years old, being like, um, I'll probably leave Derry when I'm 15 or 16 and go do Hollyoaks. And then after that, I'll maybe have a think about, like, I'll go to LA. This is my, what I thought in my head. And everything I did academically was almost just like, for the crack, so I was like, I'll just do, I'll just do that anyway. You know, I didn't mean yeah. any of it. You're like, they'll tie me over for for a wee while before LA calls. You know that kind of yeah, way. Yeah, whilst waiting, where are those guys? <laughs> I haven't rang yet. You're like, oh, they're probably on using my old email. That's what's happened. God, it's probably just went straight to junk. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious if you think I got an email address when I was fourteen. I didn't even think emails existed. <laughs> But here, I, <laughs> I suppose from that anyways, like um, you end up not doing law. You kind of pursue going down the acting route. You find a bit of piss anyways um, until kind of coming out of it. But um, tell us like before this kind of like career in performing arts, I think there's a lot to be said through um, the kind of jobs or the kind of things that you did that I think... I think that you kind of need to do to humble yourself and give you a bit of a world viewing around the place. I don't know if you had a, my dad likes to call them character building jobs. Um, right. Like, cause yeah, yeah. I think that's a, like a nice way. Cause we used to do strawberry picking when we were younger. So like, mm. yeah, we bit a child labor. He was like, oh, character building. Then you're going like, mm. character building. to be yeah. fair, every single job since it's been like, I've worked from like shite to like, you know, actually quite good. So it's progressively getting better. But I think from yeah. each one, you kind of learn, you're like, all right, this is like how the world works. I don't know if you uh, have had any particularly character oh building God. jobs. Do you know what? I've had so many footery jobs, as I like to call them. I have never, <laughs> ever had like a full-time normal person job. But I've had a hundred part-time ones, you know, yeah. through uni and through... <laughs> whatever else but I remember I used to work I used to like temping and I used to work for the makeup counters and like debonyms and boots and I would temp because I was not a commitment I was not going to commit to like actually working there so I'd be like I'll just temp so like I can like I can like not work one week if I don't want to because yeah. obviously you know in case Hollywood rings we're aware yeah. of waiting on the phone call yeah do you know um, what I mean you gotta run like <laughs> yeah I gotta be I gotta be ready to just drop and go so I I was working for Urban Decay one time. Oh, like fancy. Fucking some good discounts. <laughs> in came this bride and her three bridesmaids and her mother. And they were like, we're booked in to get my wedding makeup done. Her wedding was that day. And like, oh, I don't Christ. know, like, I don't know anybody who trails themselves through Debenhams to get their makeup done for the day of their wedding. But this group of girls did. And it was up to me to do their makeup. Not a trained makeup artist. No idea what I'm doing. Working with Urban Decay products, which are all like really colourful stuff. Like they're sort of like really extreme, like festival, you know, makeup. (laughs) You're like like, getting out the glitter being like, so you're looking like a butterfly, like on the side. Yeah. Yeah, like like some like like, winged eyeliner stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Some stencils. Yeah. Yeah. Do some whiskers on you? Yeah, it'd be sweet. Yeah. And I did all of their makeups for this girl's wedding so there's somebody oh. out there there's somebody I was like 19 there's somebody out there with their wedding photographs I have done their makeup <laughs> I'm like what the fuck so like there was stuff I got there I think that job taught me how to bullshit brilliantly oh. because 
oh my god, they make everything up safe. So you go to a makeup counter and somebody's all, this has got vitamin A, C and A. It's fantastic for the skin. Um, It's, you know, got a like dewy formula. So it's going to replenish and make you look super fucking young. They're talking shit. They've made everything up on the spot. <laughs> and it's probably the same shit. Like I just used to make things up and nobody cared. Like everyone was doing it. Just to like make up the vitamins, just making things up. Literally, I think that's so, like yeah. such a prominent thing as well. Like, you can get away literally as long as you're a bit of confidence and you'd be like oh yeah this is it like i was almost going to call this series uh or the podcast series like bullshit bible or something like that because i was literally like yeah. i feel like a lot of like stuff that i've just done in my life it's just been random bollocks talk and then it's somehow like you've ended up like doing things or doing stories but like do that kind of way you've yeah. uh i mean you you're, you're, your way. Yeah. <laughs> but i feel like that's what has to happen though so, so i mean an essential skill in life yeah Go to a makeup yeah. counter and uh, just just bullshit away. Sure, you know what? That's it. <laughs> Any MUAs out there? Just talk, talk, talk absolute shite. I know, and, um, and like that'll it's be such you. a res- I know, but like it's such a skilled profession and it's such a respected <laughs> profession. And I'm just like, yeah, doing your wedding when I'm 19, no experience. I've never painted someone's face in my life, <laughs> and I probably have like bright blue eyeshadow on at this point, and I'm just painting away. So. <laughs> But at least I suppose that probably lines up as well for if you're, you know, ever like from performing onwards, you're like makeup, you're like, no, nah, I got my fucking self. You're like, here, I spent a couple of years in Dabham's yeah. doing like this. You're like, fucking, I, I didn't wedding like makeup. I'm sort of guys, you fucking keep your distance. Do what I want. <laughs> I also worked in like a call center for a month or six do you know what it was? It was between it was one summer between like first and second year, yeah. And it was in the BT Tower in Belfast. And they, I went and got a job there, but it was one of those ones where you had to pretend you were going to stay there. Like, you didn't, I was planning on staying there for the summer, but they were like, the job was like a permanent job. So I was just like, uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is like the, this is definitely where I want to be. Like, <laughs> that's what I said to them. And then I got the job there. But the day I started, there was like a strike on. And so the strike lasted the whole two months I was there, right? Oh, God. So, we didn't have to do any work. They brought in Wii's and Xboxes and stuff. And we were allowed to come in on our own. Like, didn't have to come in in any, like, you know, you usually have to like, wear, like, maybe a shirt and a pair of trousers and dress yeah. more casual. They were like, where would you want to come in? We had to be there from 10 o'clock till 2 o'clock every day. And they gave us a Friday off, four hours. And in those four hours, we just played games. And, and we they... got paid a full-time wage. And the week after I left, they finally went into training to train for like to go on the phones. And I never had to do a thing. That is the summer. jammiest thing I've ever heard. Sorry, like literally blagging your way into be like, yeah, oh yeah, sure. Like, um, I, I think I'm just going to. This is this is the career I want. Yeah, th- this is like BT. Guys, I know I'm studying drama and stuff in Queens, but like I'm ready to drop it for you guys. And then fucking yeah. like. Well, no, studying <laughs> drama in Queens is preparing me greatly for working on a call centre. <laughs> basically what's gonna happen <laughs> that's amazing though like i've never heard anybody Aye. getting like a full summer and then there's like as well with fitting so much into their intentions where it's like i'm not fucking staying here and then no. you, you get kitted out for a couple of months and you're like sweet cheers for the um you know like couple of months salary um i'm away on <laughs> and it prepared me greatly for being an actor and sitting around doing fuck all the time. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, you just hey, bring. This is, what the, this is what the working world is like. Yeah, you just bring your <laughs> your own way with you. You're like, here, anybody like Mario Kart, <laughs> like it. <yeah." laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here, tell us. Um, obviously, from doing those, uh, picked up some essential skills. Um, and 
like, as I said earlier, your career has been so eclectic. Like, you've went from, like, you've done shorts, you've done, you know, comedy, stand-up, like, Dairy Girls as well. Like, actually, you know what? I didn't actually realise it was yourself and Dairy Girls for the longest time because I would have, like, recognised you from um Soft Border uh, Patrol. Yeah, it's a um, Yeah, but then whenever I was watching it back, I was like, she looks kind of familiar. Like, and then I was like, Oh, fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? Like, it didn't click it's in my cringe. head. But it's because I think that's like, allegedly, but I think it's because like, I was kind of like, oh, she does like, you know, these kind of like stand-up things, and, like these BBC, like AI things. And then it was just like off a different kind of tangent. And it was your, your, like a completely different, you know, age demographic and everything. And I was like, Jesus, this girl's like done everything. Even that, um, recently penance, like where you're like, mm. it, like talking Irish and everything. I was like, what the fuck? Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, it it's seems like, so random. Like, people seem to, you know, stay within a certain genre. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, if yeah. you talk about, like, Liam Neeson, it's like, I, you know what I mean? It's like, you're going to be in an action movie and that'll be like, you spread throughout. But you've got such, mm. like, a wide variety of, like, performances that you've done. But what I'm kind of looking to know is from having such an array of um different outlets between performing writing all the rest of it is there any like standout experiences that you've had so far in your career in the kind of arts that you've looked back on like afterwards and went oh holy shit that actually that happened there like I feel like you don't realize until you're flat back in them and then you're like Jesus Christ like I mean you're on I, like give them a headpiece I feel like you say that to anybody mm. from like up around north and they're, and they're literally like I mean you're like like that, it's that, like that, such that, an iconic show give yeah, a headpiece to yeah like it? you're like that's your icebreaker it's like so what do you get up to acting have seen you nine things like well do you know what I mean literally you're dropping like fucking like anything that you want you're like fucking what haven't you seen <laughs> I know and do you know what like I work with the hole in the wall gang quite a lot I do their radio show every year too we've just been we've literally working together at the minute hey. every Friday and um, I'm going to continue to be in give my headpiece as well there's a few more seasons coming up so I'm going to what continue to be that girl in it, yeah. yeah. Which is great. Um, but I think that I always wanted to... At, at the beginning when I started out performing, I wanted that sort of thing that you were talking about, that Liam Neeson-esque, like, oh, people will know me for, like, this type of thing. Yeah. And I wanted to just, like, be, like that one thing like I was always worried that I was doing too many different types of things but it was because I just enjoyed lots of stuff and because I would maybe have just such a range. range of opportunities that were coming my way you know just from and I, and I also spent so many fucking years like sowing seeds and trying out lots of stuff and getting in touch with a million different people from a million different places and auditioning for a ton of stuff that I'd never gotten, but making connections all over the place so that then things would come out of random places and I would and I would be so surprised I get like with even with the Hole in the Wall gang, like I actually originally auditioned for a different TV show they did a couple of years, five or six years ago. And I didn't get it, but the following year they rang me and they asked me to do the second series of it and they sort of maybe in hindsight would like to have had had me in the first series yeah. but the second series didn't go to tv it went to radio instead and then my relationship with them ever since they i don't know i'm in everything that they'd make now you know which is brilliant i feel like i'm like part of their wee gang which is yeah. brilliant um and even like i've done two irish language movies i've done a play in irish i don't even speak irish connor I was literally going to say, as like, do you know what I mean? Fucking Gaelicor as well. But then after you said earlier, you're like, I'm just regurgitating it. I was literally going to ask you because I was yeah. watching like one of those, uh, like 
one of the trails for or I, okay and like I did actually do a bit of like kind of stalking to kind of be like I make sure I do research but it was like in your mm-hmm. show reel when you were like chatting away in it but it was so like colloquial if that makes sense and it yeah. was so like kind of like natural that I was like fucking hell like do you know what I mean like this she's got yeah. a, like Irish under his belt as well and just fucking like doing all sorts like but do, you don't bad, even like- speak Irish well, I mean, I have a grasp, like I have an A level in hey. Irish, like I did Irish oh, school. Well, my brother, come on my then. Brothers are, well, I know, like I do, like I do have a grasp of the language. My brothers are like an Irish, he's fluent in Irish, he's like an Irish translator. And uh, um, so I have like, you know, I have an ability, but I certainly couldn't just sit and converse in Irish. Like I, I would, had... you could talk to me and I'd maybe get about 60% of what you're saying, but I would struggle to talk back. But um, they're just, there's, there's not that many actors that speak Irish like there are some obviously there's a good few but um so Penance is probably one of those moments that you're talking about like uh, so I've done, two, I've done a tv show called Penance last year and then the movie also hmm. called Penance about five years ago that are completely unrelated um <laughs> and I know the tv that's drama on channel five yeah that, that's a fun remember, one just to write down the cv be like Penance bit different though <laughs> it's, a, it's a different Penance it's just two different things called Penance because even I remember um going to the read through last year of the channel five drama Penance that I did so like their table read before you actually start shooting and another actor was all to me so was this a movie before and I was like what do you mean? And they're like, well, on your IMDb, it says you've done this already as a movie, Penance. And I went, no, that's a different thing altogether. That's a, that's just a different, that just also happens to be called Penance. And they were like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> You're like, I just love the title. Do you know what I mean? It just follows me yeah. now. <laughs> so with Penance, the Irish movie, it was one of those ones where I, I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe, because I had the female lead in that movie as well. And we shot for like six weeks in Donegal. And oh, unreal. I was like, I can't believe I'm speaking Irish every day, all day. And all the crew spoke Irish. The director, everyone spoke Irish. But they spoke to me only in English because I was the only one who couldn't speak, like, com- like couldn't yeah. converse in Irish. I would just learn my lines and just say my lines out loud and hoped. And, like, whenever you go to do, do you know ADR? Do you know? Yeah, so well, I, I, shooting, I've never done it, but, like, yeah. but <laughs> Yeah. So when you finish shooting, like, sometimes things aren't synced up and they need you to go into a booth, at, like, couple months later in post-production and you know redo some of your lines and I went to redo some of my ADR lines for the Irish film Penance and they were like yeah we didn't know what the fuck you're saying here because that's not Irish (laughs) and I have to do the lines over they're like don't tell me at the time they'll just be like oh fuck's it in post yeah (laughs) yeah they were like just the poor girl has had 10 goes at it we'll just let her read it off a page someday (laughs) sure everybody's probably standing like like about three layers coats everything umbrellas and you guys are like performing out there shivering and like you know we cloth costumes like with thermals you know smuggled underneath being like fucking hell like you wonder why just let me read it off a page someday (laughs) (laughs) yeah somebody get an auto cue behind you like (laughs) (laughs) But here. even Dairy Girls too, like the first, the very first scene ever shot in the very first series and the very first day was one of my scenes. So we were all together. So it felt almost so lovely to be part of the very first shot that was ever shot for that series. And it was um when Jenny Joyce brings her Ukrainian to the cafe and we're They've got the the girls have got me, their Ukrainian in the cafe with them, uh, and David Donnelly comes in, and they're discussing the party that night that they do the Saturday night dance at. So that's the very first scene we ever shot, and I remember we're all sort of looking about, going, "God, this is this is exciting! This is going to be a big show. Like this is going to be a real a real big hit." You could so feel it, it so then, nice like for us to share that, and we have a photograph of that moment too of us all sitting there. So it's lovely to be part of that. 
wait, like that's such like a random as well, like way to go about the filming because like like but as oh, like, that's just how it's locations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, that's insane. So you were on the very first day, like, and you were saying like you like you knew it was going to be big or like because um, mm. I suppose like. You know, there was a big kind of like, as soon as like the trailers and stuff started coming out, I heard that there was a big buzz. And when I heard people were working on production of it, I was like, oh, what's this going on? But I didn't really take much notion of it because I was like, Dairy Girls, I was like, oh, I don't really know what that sounds like. Um, But like, I suppose you, you know, being obviously from like Dairy as well, were you kind of like, this is like something that you're like, I fucking have to be part of? Or did you kind of just like sign up and you're kind of like, oh, sweet, here, cheers, this kind of like sounds a bit of crack? chased Lisa McGee to get <laughs> to be in Derry Girl. Physically. I oh like a year and about three or four months before we started shooting, even I um the film and TV festival that's on in Edinburgh every September released sort of like what's the new product what's being produced soon. And I seen Channel Four announced that they were producing Derry Girls by Lisa McGee. And I was familiar with Lisa McGee's work and I was like, no way. And it was like a comedy. And I read the synopsis and it was about this. And I think originally Erin was supposed to be about 13, so they're quite young. And I thought maybe there'll be a big sister role somewhere. I was like, I need to. So I contacted Lisa on Twitter, DM'd her, and I was like, hey girl i was like can i be in your wee show and then she hadn't even written it yet she'd written a pilot i think and she was like chatting back and forth on twitter and she was like yeah we'll definitely get you in for an audition and then i originally auditioned for michelle for the part of michelle oh really <laughs> yeah but they were like you're f- i was never young enough looking to play 15 and so i'm so tall and it was uh... never going to work so i think that they I, th- I know that the casting directors, Curtis Strong, who, who cast it, and the guys in that office were really keen to have me involved in it because I think they knew how much I loved it and the comedy was like in my bones. I was like, I have to be in a comedy set in Derry, fuck. And then um, the part of Katya came about, who was originally called Kashusha, and the part the name got changed and the, the role, I think, got a bit bigger as as the sort of developments went on. Yeah. And they were like this is this is the role so then they rang me and they were like come in for this so it was it was great and so funny because everyone's always been like you're one of the very few cast members from Derry and you're Ukrainian and that's <laughs> what I was about to say it's like do you know what I mean it's been like a catch trolley too you're kind of like fucking yes like being in Derry girls you know like this like pure yeah. it's all like oh yeah and like you get to just probably do your own accent you're like actually no I play um <laughs> a Ukrainian like a Ukrainian I yeah know. oh it's Bananas. fun it's it's stellar though like literally that's probably one of my favorite episodes just because like i remember like even our ones watching back i think so many of the things like lisa writes it so well where you're kind of like fucking yeah of course you remember like things happen and whatever like this but our ones like i didn't actually realize about like all of the the ukrainians and stuff like coming over and stuff like this but mom and dad were like thing in dairy yeah like mom and dad they're literally like oh yeah no that happened at all and i was like children of chernobyl <laughs> like even That's saying that wear, sounds yeah. a, like it just sounds like a not real thing but like no. i'll just your character as well like i think i was looking back like some of the wee bits and points and i was just like you know what if you're not going to be like one of the characters that are like obviously from dairy one skill gears like you're buzzing though because like that character in itself is such like a you know statement kind of as you said i think you probably made it bigger as well just because like it's such yeah. you know you've got so much to play with like be like no you're condescending stuff it's like you know you are <laughs> like even like the way that they're yeah. written it you're like, like it was, fucking class and i think as well like um it was one of the first and i think very few guest leads 
on Dairy Girls too, you know, where you got to like lead an episode yeah. rather than maybe come in for a scene or two. So I think that was so important to me at the time. I was like, I am getting to like Billy be the storyline of an episode, which yeah. um was a dream. And also it meant that I was there quite a lot. I was there every week in the first series for a couple of days, every single week. So it meant that I felt really part of the project from I... the inception, obviously. Um, so yeah, um, that's just done so well and I, I wish them all the best. I hope they just continue to succeed. Oh, but that's it. Like, do you know what I mean? But like, as you said, you've, you haven't really stopped though from that. Like, and it's, you know, like even with Diary Girls, you know, continuing onwards, stuff like this, like you probably haven't even had a break. Like, cause I was seeing like, you just announced like, um, a gig, like for the Devonish and stuff like this as well. Oh God, like, hey. and like you and your like husband as well, like even that, like two people that are in, you know, doing comedy and stand-up, is that, like, is your schedule's not just, like, fucking, like, what is going on? Like, is that kind of, like, who's making dinner tonight? It's like, is, are, yeah, are you going to be back, back? Like, do you know what I mean? Because you're, I know, like, like, I think some, like, I think there are times when I'm home all the time and then there are times where I'm juggling five jobs at the one time and it's just the name of the game and it's off. Like, there's some times where I ha- don't have a day off in, like, three months and it's, like, every single, and a bit of maybe done a play and two or three you know film in two or three different things throughout that time and it's brilliant but then after that always will come a couple of weeks where you do nothing you don't so know what to do for I, yourself either yeah so you but you've plenty of downtime i do have plenty of downtime and then i usually spend it fucking knocking something together i'm always doing diy projects around the house <laughs> <laughs> so so you do get plenty of downtime but um you just you can't you just have to take the work when it's there like it's very hard to navigate your personal life through it because you just have to drop things like that's yeah that's a big thing that like I've even noticed like my kind of mm-hmm. background would have been like so like mainly working in like production and tv and stuff like that but as like similar to kind of self where I'm like don't really know what I want to do like still you know trying out wee bits and bobs because I'm afraid of yeah. you're almost being pigeonholed into something so it means that anything mm. that comes along sure you're grabbing it with both hands be like yeah I'll work with that and I'll work it around this way and like do you know what I mean you, but it always ends up you know you end up just I think as well the industry like up north is so it's 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 quite small, obviously, like, but, like, w- there's such huge things that came out, like, of us. So it means yeah. that you end up meeting everybody with, like, after doing, you know, a couple of shows or a couple of things here and there. And then you're just kind of yeah. like, you know, you're like, even if you, like, you were just going to, like, work down one route, you're probably going to meet everybody in the industry anyways. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that kind of way. Like, you can't help it. Yeah. And I think everybody's so social, uh, like, as well. Everybody's just kind of like, where are you doing? in the arts. Mm, definitely. But um, from there, I suppose, because um, I'm conscious again that like you obviously have been doing so many things and you're just juggling so much around it. So I don't want to be keeping this too much fairer. But from kind of doing all that you've done so far, which has been fucking insane, like I feel like, like even just talking back about it, I like I didn't register until I started talking to you and you were explaining more and more. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's like amazing. Like what does <laughs> the you. <laughs> You're welcome, yeah. I'm just I like to just gas up my guests a wee bit, you know. <laughs> like give me a good I review. Can't complain. <laughs> give me a it's good right. review on Apple Podcasts, like <laughs> <laughs> But what does the future hold for yourself then? Are there any big projects that are up and coming or is there anything that you're kinda like that's where I kinda like have like a bucket list, like I want to get to that certain point. Because as you said, you're able to do this right and you're able to do these different things. But I know some people are kind of like, 
I want to be an actor for so long, but like at the end of the day, I want to be like writing the roles for myself. And I want to be, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be in charge. I want to be my own boss, not wait, waiting on the right thing to come to me. Is there any kind of sense of that or like um, what what's kind of working with yourself? Um, I mean, I, I've definitely got aspirations, but I think as the years pass, my, what, like, what excites me changes all the time. I've always, I absolutely love like crime drama and I would love to lead like a mini series of a, a, a crime thriller or, you know, something like that. I would love that. Um, reprise also, the Katia role do you know what I mean <laughs> I mean uh, there, yeah I could, I could play all the roles really couldn't I just <laughs> hire myself 40 times yeah <laughs> I also would love to be like I would love to do something like SNL like you know I'd love to be a part of a, a oh. grip every week you know that's how I started out we I was in like a 13 strong sketch group in Belfast 10 years ago when we used to write and perform shows and um do them like every two months in the black box in Belfast and we would have a live band and a comedian that would host it and we uh, we loved it and we'd do a big party afterwards it was great it's insane like I didn't actually yeah. realize that because I knew there was um the one that's just um off Botanic there what you call it accidental theater company isn't yes. it yes I don't well, think about then yeah I but they're still quite new but that's what I mean that's what I like I would have uh kind of related towards more so but like you were kind yeah. of doing those like you know so similar SNL sketches friggin mm-hmm. hell that's sort of like live sort of like you know like a, a sketch show basically with loads of us and there was a band and, and comedy um so that's what I mean like everything I'm, I'm interested in such a variety of things but you'd it's quite difficult. The industry does put you into a box, and I think I'm being more cornered, more into comedy as the time passes, which is why I was eager just to do that Channel Five drama last year, Penance, and I've also done a BBC Three drama called In the Break, where um it's just not as it's not comedic, so it's just hopefully <laughs> pushing towards that a wee bit more too. Um, but I've written like five plays that are was three of them were supposed to be on this year and they've all been cancelled and two were for next year and a short film for the BBC and I'm in all of them obviously um, <laughs> yeah you're like funny funny how that worked out <laughs> I know I know it's like I'm, in my contracts like I'm only do, writing this if I can be in it um, <laughs> but that's what you have to do like do you know what I mean nobody else yeah. is gonna fucking like be like oh yeah I'm writing this for you you'll be like no yeah. like I'm gonna write for myself writing it for myself so that's it. So there's like so of all of those coming up. So there's there's loads. There is loads happening, but it's like again, it's like whether we whenever we can get the theaters back open again. You know, it's like we would just heard today. We um me and my husband co-wrote two Christmas shows this year, like adult shows. One was for the Opera House and one was for the Waterfront, but they're both cancelled. Friggin' hell! Closed. Two big venues in Belfast, like Jesus. Yeah, I know. We were going to be in the Opera House one and the. The, a different cast would be in the waterfront one that we wrote um but they they're both cancelled now so i mean another play air, I, was, like... I had written that it would be on it was supposed to start this august so it would be on in the mac it was supposed to be out for eight weeks it's cancelled so it's just they'll be out at some stage but it'll be 2021 at least there'll be such a backlog of shows now that need to go on <laughs> Fuck a duck. i know sure then that'll be like you know the fucking 
and like even like the wee guides that they have like the seasonal guides they'll probably be like a yellow yeah. pages like they'll be like yeah. Be, yeah like morning noon evening there'll be three different sets of shows it's like what are you uh, looking for like two nights each yeah, like what are you looking for drama i uh they will have them like monday tuesday wednesday it's like yeah we'll have like comedy stand yeah like yeah. <laughs> i'd say there'll be That's you know there will be no loss for fucking like the amount of people because i know so many ones as well like in kind of industry will have just been like being like fucking scratch and be like are you like and things have started to like you know loosen up a bit again and you know go into production but like people have just been like christ like there's gonna be some amount of backlog and like do you know what i mean can't wait can't wait for all like the you know biodramas or like the 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 one person shows where it's like my lockdown like like (laughs) stories there's so much of that there's gonna be so many ones i know rightly from like any of the ones are starting off and to do like a course I'd say that I did in uni sure it'll be like I do a wee short film there everybody be like so it's um it's just filmed on like one my phone or like do you know what I mean it's gonna yeah. be one of those webcams you're gonna be like oh awesome. fuck off I feel like that's I gonna know. be for the next couple of years do you know that kind of way like there seems to be those trends of like whatever I feel like that's gonna be the next like trend and theme for like ages <laughs> Yeah, like there was whenever like a couple months ago with the BBC were doing like a their round of, you know, commissionings, like what their new shows were going to be and they were taking call like um taking submissions from different production companies. And me and my husband were involved with maybe four or five different submissions, just um generating a few ideas with different production companies. And everything was like obviously had to be shot at home and shot on Zoom or shot like handheld like ptc like just yeah. yourself to camera and it was like everyone's going to be bored as fuck of all this type of stuff where it's just oh no i think someone filmed themselves in the house literally like that. so i don't think most i think most of those ideas didn't make it through and the tv channels were like just give us arc let's put repeats on literally like that's what even i was um doing this wee scheme or whatever um during a bit like lockdown for kind of similar like there was um commission round and they're like, okay, we're looking for something for like BBC Three, and we're wanting like something real edgy, whatever, like this. But then they're like, ah, oh, but you can't do X, Y, Z, and then you're going, oh fuck. And then do you know what I mean? People be like, what's relevant? What, what are kids really into these days? And then you know what? You like go look online, and there's about like three different TV shows about like, oh, like kids are really into TikTok. Like everybody's trying to guess what the other person wants rather rather than like actually making like what you're kind of like oh this real passion for it like everybody's just trying to be like yeah but will people really like that yeah and it's it's such a weird like thought process but yeah i say that there'll be some amount to do and then you compromise then you're sort of you know because even whenever i have some sort of maybe meetings with um, theatre companies about like writing another show and stuff and they're like what about this people people love this and you're like I but I don't want to write about that people might love that but that's not I have no interest as a like as a person or as a writer to write about fucking football even because like the BBC did a thing online a few years ago called tight shorts and it was all like short like little short sketches and they still do them now you know they're on and I was part of, there was maybe five of us that like, did the very first sort of mini series of them online. I think it was me, my husband, Sean, Shane Todd, Mickey Bartlett, and um, I. <laughs> maybe Colin Geddes. There was just, a, there was a couple of us and we were all just like making our own ones. But mines were like really shit because they were about, <laughs> they were about, the, 
oh my god, they mine's were the worst. They were, they were about like um the Euros, you know, at the time, and they were, oh, I was yeah. the only girl, there was like five or six of us hired, and they were like, you know, write some sketches about football and like we'll make we'll make them and we'll put them online for some like media content. And like the rest of the guys are all like guys that are into football, you know, and I haven't a fucking notion or any I have no interest. Like I actually dislike football. And I was like <laughs> I can't write it and I, I honestly like completely like bullshitted my way through that whole thing and then they continued to do it you know other years and, and they haven't really come after me for it so funny <laughs> were like, yeah. do you have a notion <laughs> but that's it like do you know what I mean you're just kind of like going off they're like oh yeah that's what Will kind of wants but then in the end you're not going to be probably like half pleased with it yourself people are probably going to watch it being like Oh, like what did they make? make sense. Yeah, do you know that kind of way? Like so but then again, like you just as I said, you have to kind of take what comes like when you do and you have yeah. to work work with the mold that you're given, like which it's all shits and giggles, but like sure, as long as it pays the bills, like at the end of the day, yeah. you and you're like, if you can afford to, you know, if you do a bit of shite here, then at least you get to like that fund, you know, doing know. your actual passion in the side. Like sure that's and why then I like, read I read something recently that said what you say no to forms your career more than what you say yes to and that made me really go oh shit I've said yes to some shit <laughs> like I went like it really I really was all Ooh. and then I'm, and immediately my head is all I shouldn't have done that job that job that job that job but then you know what I mean like you just you want to work don't you yeah that's it like I mean you said yes to this today and like I'm so sorry for your career <laughs> onwards like um I for do, the downfall yeah I do Paul yeah, yeah. It, it will be like intrinsic like you know it'll be especially yeah. related they're like heard you're on fringe of views talking shit about the BBC there uh, <laughs> I <you> know, know. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, don't but... even the BBC pay about 90% of my year's wages <laughs> I'm just waiting I for cannot them. afford to fuck them off. <laughs> <laughs> but here, you know what? On that uh, note, um, just in case we kind of start digging any further into any holes, because I know rightly <laughs> I've had to like edit out me fucking like saying absolute shit about someone's and I'm like, oh, this is an industry where you can kind of get blacklisted in a sense. So, uh, oh, yeah. but here, um, thank you so much for joining me on uh, interviews. It's been an absolute pleasure. If people want to kind of follow you and kind of want to like see where you're going stuff like this do you have any kind of socials websites that you want to plug in so that they can get in touch with you um i think just follow me on social media it's just diona d-i-o-n-a doherty d-o-h-e-r-t-y on twitter and instagram is basically where i post about any stand-up gigs or links to things that are coming out um also some quality yeah tweets as well like i i followed you on twitter and i was just like <laughs> oh really oh yeah just don't fucking troll me oh just no like follow I... me don't fucking troll me not you just like any <laughs> listeners just don't i can't be arsed anymore i cannot be arsed anymore i won't respond i'm done responding i won't respond no like i'm the worst for twitter because i don't have like the like quickness to think of something funny to actually tweet out so I end up just like retweeting other people's stuff and then I'm like oh, right. like it'll take me like a day or two later and then I'll be like oh that would have been funny and then sure yeah. things aren't even relevant anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know me if my like 300 yeah. followers being like oh if if you want to get in touch with like a deal <laughs> like fucking I I know. like again everybody that's came on this podcast so much more like of an influence in me like so fucking hopefully hopefully if they haven't heard yet maybe that'll be my good deed like um there we go but here thank you so much for taking time thank you for having me it's been a pleasure um 
absolutely it's been a pleasure and i can't wait to see um what you, what you're in next and what kind of where you go from here like who knows fucking me see- too <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That's it. Like here, I mean, if you need any, like, buddy to, like, if you're thinking of doing, like, a podcast, kind of, like, play, like, I, I'm here for it. You don't need to ask twice. You've got all the skills. Not a baller. Not a baller. You're the first in line. <laughs> I'm the only in line, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're the line. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, and have a good one. See you later. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Finterviews. If you'd like to support the podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, follow, share with your mates and get in touch on my socials on Instagram at Finterviews underscore podcast on Twitter at Finterviews pod. And let me know who you would like to hear me interview next. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>